0: This is Game Theory, a podcast about competition, strategy, and decision-making, hosted by me, Nick Andrews, and my brother, Chris. In this episode, we share our passwords. When Netflix became the world's streaming giant back in the early 20-teens, the platform knew people shared passwords. They knew to the point that they provided accounts the ability to watch from different profiles all across the world. They also knew that companies like NBC would pull the rights to their content, like The Office. So Netflix invested in creating their own original shows, spending billions on critically acclaimed shows like House of Cards. But now, with the bevy of competition like Hulu, Apple, Amazon, and network streaming, Paramount+, Plus, Peacock, Netflix finds itself in a strange position. It was almost too successful. Needing to keep profits going so stock price doesn't fall, they're doing the unthinkable, locking people out. And welcome to episode fifty-eight of Game Theory, a podcast about competition, strategy, and decision making. And Chris, we have uh, we have business to attend to. We promised we would go weekly, and technically, this is still weekly, but. We pick topics weeks and weeks ahead of time, and we record close so that we can be timely. And you did not read the calendar and did not know that you had a conflict for the day that we had scheduled recording. And and, and as such, you have something that you would like to say to me and the people. To
1: to you, Nick, to Player 3, to the fans and everybody in Gator Nation, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm extremely sorry. We were hoping for an undefeated season. That was my goal, something Florida has never done here. I promise you one thing. A lot of good will come out of this. You will never see any player in the entire country play as hard as I will. Play the rest of the season, or as as I will play the rest of the season. You will never see someone push the rest of the team as hard as I will push everybody for the rest of the season. You will never see a team play harder than we will play the rest of the season. God bless Tim Tebow, September, two thousand eight. <laughs> what can I say? Those the things, what can I say? Some, you, uh, know, you know, some days is one step uh-huh. forward and two steps back. Some days it's just two steps back, and that's <laughs> where I'm at today.
0: Uh, I, I I vibe with that. I actually have my own personal mess going on right now. I'm gonna tell you just a little. <laughs> little you, don't work need, into my you don't need you don't need to elaborate for people to understand that. Oh, well, I will. Just wait to hear. <laughs> oh, so this there story. are details. One not of just the a most liberating sense. things. Oh yeah, 100%. Listen to this. One of the most liberating things that you can do is to either lose or cancel a credit or debit card because then you realize all of the subscriptions that you had that you're like, mm, don't need that. And they just send you all the emails. You're like, you know, cancel it. Fuck you guys. I ain't paying. However, some of those emails are for shit that you need and want. And one of those things is my monthly, I pay like $1.99 or $2.99 for a cloud on Google with like hundreds of gigabytes, maybe even a terabyte. I don't know what my subscription is.
1: Oh, that's that's good. Right it's now, important to know when when numbers
0: are involved. I find it's best to just guess. That's why that's how I'm doing my taxes. Yeah, then, I I had a tweet yesterday that was great. I said, uh, "Never have I ever filed my taxes in in March." Oh, I remember seeing that, but then the <laughs> no, but time. then the little algorithm took it away from me. I was going to like it. Oh, sorry, that's unfortunate. I know. Anyway, uh, that's at, one of the emails at, I'm Nick, from at like, tribnic at t r i b n i c for those of you who are interested in going and finding that hilarious tweet. Yeah. It's, I never have, that's the, that's the grunt of never have I ever filed my taxes on time. Um, that's true. <laughs> the government is aware. Yeah, keenly, <laughs> anyway, keenly aware. Uh, my, Chris, my Google One subscription ran out and now I can't make Google Docs. I gotta go to it's Google stuck. Talk. And I, <laughs> I tried and I, I paid, I updated, I have the receipt and it's still like now, so I'm like, oh, have I found the the inner workings of the matrix. Am I fucked? I think you are. This is not where I want to be, man. Do you know, this I, is not where I want to so, be. So
1: Somebody has to know like where the servers are physically located. Cause like, like the cloud is not yeah. actually in the air. I don't know. I, I was shocked to find that out, mm-hmm.
0: but like where, it's a warehouse in like Chicago or something. Yeah. Like
1: where, where are the, where are the warehouses? Like, it would be interesting to know, like take a tour of like where here's where the electrons for my shit are stored.
0: I know. I know that. I know that a lot of them are like it, it, the weather is important. There can't be it can't be too volatile and it can't be too hot. Like Iowa has a lot. Like the cloud is actually in Iowa, like in a
1: cornfield. I hope somebody <laughs> listening out there is like a computer scientist I remember reading this years ago, and like th- this is easily verifiable on the internet. But I'm not, I can't be bothered to do a search for it. I yeah, swear. I read this book, this YA book called House of the Scorpion, incidentally, and it talked about like. Yeah, one of the key factors in like the way this evil boss like ran his house was that it was freezing cold in the key parts of the house because the computers wouldn't run unless it was like 40 degrees or something. I, I don't know. Some Anyway, I read it in like 2007. Our cousin got it for us. Shout out to Jessica. She got it for me for Christmas one year.
0: Yeah, what's up? Yeah. What's up? Yeah. Um, so that's my personal hellscape right now because uh, my entire life – is on my Google Cloud, so That's right. I maybe maybe it's an opportunity to move my shit to Adobe. I mean, who who? Knows? Maybe it's an opportunity to speaking of the, the cloud, tip,
1: just like, like absolutely change directions. <laughs> stop doing this. Uh, stop this, the podcasting nonsense. Stop with the career. Yeah. Just sell your possessions,
0: yeah. give money to the poor, and walk the earth. <laughs> that's the other thing about podcasting the way that podcasting works is for anybody that wants to do it is you go to a site you do essentially we use Anchor Acast is another one yep. Libsyn is probably the best one if you're really serious in my and opinion. we don't use that one actually because we are not the best we're gonna just pay smart. $20 a month no we're not well I'm also not gonna pay $20 a month no chance so because Anchor is free yeah, but and you just lost you your debit card company, which
1: is the reason that we're in this mess in the first place
0: <laughs> yeah but it was so liberating so much of the shit got canceled I'm, I'm cool with <laughs> stroking oh my stroke fortune turns out to be the best what thing was I love? doing there? Right. It's one thing that, uh, this is a good, this is a good segue, Chris. Uh, things that are going to be canceled is Netflix, which is the conversation that we're having today is the Netflix password sharing thing. You and I got into it originally in a, an impromptu episode about the better, better as a movie or as a TV show. And I think Netflix has been kind of an example of like, people just want more stuff. They want more stuff. Now, Netflix, they are a victim of their own success. They saturated the market. And as a result of that, they can't add new subscribers. And they're like, the reason we're not adding new subscribers is because a bunch of people are sharing passwords with other people. So those people that are using passwords, they need to become subscribers, which is like, uh, oh, okay, but there is a crux here. There is a question, which is that those people like me with my canceled debit card, are they going to log in and be like, fuck, I can't get on Netflix. You know what? I'm good. I'm gonna go somewhere else, and that is quite the question for Netflix.
1: Yeah, I mean that—that's the real challenge. this is a really interesting example of how like a huge disruptive service came along, and and I think mm-hmm. I think Netflix is an especially interesting example because anybody who has seen The Office and remembers the episode where they keep doing all those bets after March Madness ended, where they're like, how many yeah, green MMs yeah. are in this thing, and like how much how much can like. Uh, we'll, we'll creed notice if we take this apple and give him a potato. And one of the, one yeah. of the bets on there is uh, the, it cuts into the scene and, and Minnie Kaling playing Kelly is talking to BJ Novak playing Ryan. And she's just like explaining like what she would do to watch movies and all this stuff. And it's this big, long winded explanation. She's talking about cues and like sending stuff back and forth in the mail. And then the punchline of the joke is, do you really not know how Netflix works? And the bet was like <laughs> how long it would take. And they had all these kind of like prop bets in there, but That is, it's like a very weird, like kind of time capsule moment for watching that show because like Netflix was not always just like a streaming service where you sit on your ass and like turn on the TV and you can access any kind of like movies and shows you want to. It was like a mail order movie service. And like that was when like Blockbuster was still on their high horse thinking like, oh yeah, mail in movies are not going to be the wave of the future. You're still going to need to come to our stores.
0: Let's talk about a Mandela effect.
1: Ooh, we, okay. Or at least the people that yeah, Mandela effect. I have a couple of, first of all, why don't, why don't you explain what you think the Mandela effect is
0: of Netflix of anything? Sure. In general. Oh, so a Mandela effect is where you are certain something happened that didn't happen, but it seems like it happened. There's some very creepy, very famous instances. In my opinion, I, I've been down the Mandela effect rabbit hole. It's called the Mandela effect because of, um, the former president of South Africa, uh, Nelson Mandela. People thought that he were. They were sure that he had died. He they never. Th- they, died. Th- they, th- he they thought he
1: died. Well, he did, but they they thought he died yeah, well. in prison in the nineties. They're like, I saw yeah, Nelson <laughs> Mandela. Dead. I thought he was dead. And like, no, 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 yeah, no. He, he didn't died. die in prison. Like that. Everybody like thinks that happened. Like another famous one is like, uh uh Berenstein Bear Books. You swear mm-hmm. Berenstein is spelled B-E-R-E-N-S-T-E-I-N. I and mean, when like, say, Oh yeah, of course, we all know the Berenstein Bears, but like it's not. It's spelled B-E-R-E-N. S T A I N. And you're like, what the hell is this? Like, your childhood memories are completely askew because everyone, everyone I, collectively swears it wasn't spelled that way.
0: But it was. I have a thought for you. I have done this with my wife. I think that we should do an episode where I pitch you my explanation for every single Mandela effect. Because by going down the list, I can give you my theory as to why it's a Mandela effect. They're all different, but I have an explanation for fucking all of them.
1: Anyway, <laughs> we've got, we got, Okay so so your your idea let, let's let's break this down real quick your idea is to pitch to me your explanation of why things that are true are true yeah you
0: yes. want to explain to but me why people, but why people think about why people are sure that they're not, people are sure that they're
1: not. This is like your journal of nothing. This would be like the first, the first journal of nothing publication. Would you go know? With all multiple Mandela people fix. have
0: reached out to me and say that that is, that that's not a bad idea. And I'm thinking about applying for a grant. Yo,
1: low key. That's, that is a good idea. Like our, uh, shout us to uh shout us to Allie, uh, Allie immediately yeah. was like, Oh yeah, no, that's actually a really good idea. And like
0: people, people won't publish shit if they find nothing out, but it's important for people that are trying to find shit out later that the, uh, this thing they're like, oh, I wonder if that works. Like, Go to the Journal of Nothing, but, oh, no, it doesn't yeah, work. whole no, big article about. in the Journal of Nothing about it. Like, don't worry about that. But uh, guess what? The, <laughs> here's the Journal of... <laughs> okay, so here's the most famous Mandela effect, Chris, is the children of Brazil. Most, Did you the know The most this? famous Mandela effect is Nelson Mandela, for the record. No, this is the crazy, craziest one. I, my, my explanation for Nelson Mandela is because in America, civil rights leaders who are black get murdered. That's a good point. So we assume yeah. that he got murdered. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. So Brazil, the, the creepiest one, is in Brazil on September 11th, kids who were between the ages of 5 and 15 are positive that they were home watching Dragon Ball Z when it happened because Brazil, the most populated areas of Brazil have an A, B schedule. Some kids go to school bright and early, like 6 and 8, six a.m., and other kids go to school after. They are all, to a man, positive they were watching Dragon Ball Z when it broke in that there was a terrorist attack Dragon Ball Z and Cartoon Network has confirmed was not on the air that day anywhere in the world. What? That's so weird. They are all positive. Yeah, it is one of the weirdest things. That's the one I'm like, I mean, it must be associated with trauma. You've maybe like when they got home from school, I don't know. But like that's because even Cartoon Network was like, it wasn't on that day anywhere. Maybe they just... And that was like before piracy. Maybe, they,
1: maybe they're like connecting it with like, oh yeah, the night before I was watching Dragon Ball Z and then suddenly I found out. Something. Or like later, Something. like the next day, like, I don't know how tra- to all have the same trauma response though is bananas. That is why. Well is it is it a trauma response? I something for, it's for a kids something. in for it's kids wild. in Brazil. It wasn't even a trauma response for kids yeah. in were in Wyoming. It was like yeah, it, it, was, it was it well, was like it was I mean, like, I mean, Oh I mean, yeah, planes I mean. crash in New York. Like where the hell is that? Like who know who knows where New York is? Anyway,
0: <laughs> I know Did, we can do, do it in that? That was, We can do many episodes of several. Yeah, was, uh, Mandela effect for Netflix is that. People are, it started out as a video on demand or as a uh, mail-in service, but they're, they knew that what this business would be was streaming. That's how they, they would make some revenue as it became a streaming. Mandela effect is that Blockbuster was against that. They made fun of it in the beginning, but Blockbuster was very much in on streaming. Blockbuster got screwed Ooh. by bad management in the 2008 financial crisis. They were going to beat Netflix at streaming. Really? Yes. That is a very interesting They were Mandela absolutely going to beat them. That can't be. Yeah. No. oh yeah no they they had they launched and everything well, but they on. ran out of money like in 2000 like in like october 2008 they were like there's a whole documentary about it
1: that is really what's the what's the documentary called
0: so it's it's called the last blockbuster and it goes into the fall of blockbuster like they they're they're not dead because they didn't adapt with the times they they are dead because they they trusted some skeezy bullshit in wall street
1: like like what de- is there the specific details about that or do we have to yeah no it goes like, remember like, the details
0: of the documentary yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was a financial thing, but they were they were balls deep in streaming. They were making fun of it well, publicly because that's like the what was making the money for them well, was their yeah their, because their, their story. So, but. so
1: as an example of that, I just I just googled it. Uh, the tweet, yeah, the tweet yeah. on September twenty first, twenty eleven, Blockbuster tweeted: "Tweet while you're leaving Netflix. The top three most creative tweets using the hashtag goodbye Netflix will win a one year subscription to Blockbuster." So that's also mm-hmm. that's kind of evidence for your. Mandela effect so
0: yes so the idea is that that they wanted to they lost money and so they needed to go back to their bread and butter business which was video rentals they couldn't go back they couldn't do the R&D of streaming on demand But like Akon was involved mm. I seem to remember Verizon like you could stream uh, Blockbuster on like Verizon phones or something like, they were close oh. like, and they would have crushed networks. yeah like on the razor mm-hmm Yep. Okay. Yeah,
1: well, Akon yeah, being no. involved reminds me of, uh, I remember we did the Firefest episode and uh, Ja Rule was yeah, uh, was heavily involved yeah. with that.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, Ja Rule's here. Yeah, like, yeah. oh,
1: Ja's here. Like, we, I mean, we got a this is a legit party. Is that That's a weird thing for, like, otherwise pretty good rappers really just whiffing with, with these endorsements.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and then Akon, of course, had uh, sex with a 14-year-old who got into a 21 and older club and that, like, so everyone that was involved with him was like, Yeah. Yep. For, anyway, for so, good reason. Except for Netflix Leonardo, shows up Leonardo on the scene. Is like, <laughs> okay. That creepy. Yeah. Unbelievable. So Netflix shows up on the scene. You can mail in and send your DVDs back. Which I mean, shouts to them because they were the first Netflix paved the way for Amazon. Amazon as a company bet that people wouldn't that they would be able to delay gratification when the whole American thing was more and instantly whenever you want it. Netflix bet against that in order to finance this larger thing which was streaming then. Netflix's second big business move after it goes to services like Roku, Amazon Fire Stick, um, just all these other video on demand things. The second thing that they do is that is brilliant, that people were making fun of them for them. They were gr- green lighting and spending just billions of dollars on content because they saw, they were playing chess. And like I hate when people say chess, not checkers. They were playing chess. They were seeing the board moves down the road, which was that this office shit isn't going to last forever. Yep. Right? Grey's Anatomy, this isn't going to, these companies are going to want their shit back and they're, when those deals end, we're the ones screwed. So you know what we should replace it with? This. And they take stuff from HBO, which is the idea is like, what if we make season long stuff that's just bingeable stuff? Like what if we just essentially make the wire and the Sopranos as everything that we possibly can? Yeah. So they bet on that and everyone's like, dude, Netflix is green lighting everything. It's like, yep, never leave Netflix. So people are like addicted to it. Like I was into it in college. You would yeah, always have very study much stuff out in, college, in the background. Uh Thirty Rock. The, I mean, there. I, I listened to an ep, uh, a, a podcast with uh, the actor who played Kevin. I forget his name. We should honor that. So, guy uh, Brian, Bumgarner. Then, Brian Bumgarner. But Brian Bumgartner, where he's like, Netflix made it bigger than it ever was on TV. Yeah, which, which sure. is which is shocking.
1: Like, I guess, I guess, shocking. I don't know if that's the right word for because when when did The Office go off Netflix? It was like in twenty twenty one, right?
0: Yeah, it was really recently, and then there were seasons that were multiple places at the same time, and then now it's off Netflix. I believe. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, well, it's 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 now on Peacock, and and one of the things that I I think is like you know, far be it for me to stand a network uh, because I don't give a shit about the health of networks, but one thing that I think is cool that Peacock did is they started releasing these so called super fan episodes of The Office where they just like have the whole long show. For the record, uh, I think the content is really interesting. It's really fun. Like I'm, I'm. you know, everybody's a fan of the office. So like, it's fun to watch that kind of stuff. Uh, controversial opinion though. Like the office is way better without all the deleted scenes. I think some of the deleted scenes like change the show and they change the tone it's and it's like, it's a different, yeah, it's, show. it's a better thing. Sure. But anyway, that, no that's, that's not question. the point. The point is you're right. Netflix kind of did see the future and realize like, well, it's, it's not enough for us to just be a conduit for entertainment that other right. people make to get to people's homes. Cause, cause you know, like the video rentals stores, like when, when, Video rentals are the way that people get their on demand entertainment. Like, okay, yeah, we got to be a part of that game. But as technology develops, as it improves, the concept of streaming like on demand videos com- becomes really, really popular. And, and like, you could kind of like, I, I don't know if you could track the cable television or like programming in this way necessarily, but like websites like uh, like YouTube or uh, stupidvideos.com and like those like kind of kiddie, like, yeah, those are, fun. yeah, yeah, yeah uh, Vimeo is another example. Like, these like on demand sites that have just video content for people to consume I think that model somehow mapped itself onto like broader entertainment. There's this like weird hybrid thing where you have a lot of studio quality like uh, television production or movies and then you have a lot of mm-hmm. user quality, self-made kind of like being a YouTuber becomes a thing. Uh, and so now we're at this like strange confluence of, of, of a lot of these different things and I, I do think you're right that, like, to credit Netflix for seeing the future for that and, and realizing like it's not gonna be enough to just for us to be the platform from which everybody else gets to their favorite entertainment, because the Disney's of the world and the HBO's of the world, they're going to want to have their people. They're going to want to have people's eyeballs on their screens, watching their stuff through their platforms. And so investing right, and in the content. they've all launched ones.
0: Yes. So we've got Peacock is NBC. Paramount Plus is CBS. Yeah, so Hulu Plus and Disney Plus are owned and operated by the Disney Corporation. So you can get Hulu Plus, which is, I think, one of the most expensive bundles, but it includes ESPN and Disney Plus. So there's Disney, uh, which also owns ABC, so that's ABCs, and then there's Paramount, which is CBS. There's Peacock, which is NBC. There are also niche ones, and this is where I draw the motherfucking line. AMC exclusive? Nope. No. You wouldn't catch me. like Absolutely If, no. if
1: I... If you find out that I have AMC Plus, you need to call the police or like a scientist or something because I've been body snatched.
0: Like I'm not. Have you ever it. seen? Ha, have you ever seen The Social Network? Did you watch that movie? No, one of the greatest movies in. No, America, I'll be no, I'll be it? honest with you. I have oh. no. I know who the Winklevoss twins I are. Could, I know who uh,
1: yeah. Jesse Eisenberg is. I know yeah. uh, that one line that's like, "Oh, uh, women don't hate you because you're." a nice guy or whatever they hate you because you're
0: an they asshole because you you're an asshole so i will say this i will get on my high horse and tell you right now that this will be one of the greatest i don't know 50 american films of all time <laughs> no question no question because i've never seen a movie age better than this one ever including like casablanca never i've never seen one age like that. it started as god, sh- it started as the origin story of yo oh, i swear to god you're l- you gonna listen so you, to me you gonna you're gonna me you're gonna tell me
1: you're gonna tell me the yeah. social network yes.
0: has somehow aged as well as Casablanca. It, it, Casablanca did not age this well this quickly. No, pay attention. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. So you you like superhero stuff and I like do. the 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 ups and downs of the narrow the narrative, right? When first of all the it pairs one of the greatest living directors with probably the greatest living screenwriter, which is Aaron Sorkin and David Fincher. Fincher, of course, came to fame with. Um, Fight Club. He also did Mindhunter and a bunch of really great stuff. Then Aaron Sorkin, which is the, the West greatest, Wing. And, the greatest and living Fugle film. You're going to
1: say that. Martin, Scors- Martin of, Scorsese one of, is one rolling around somewhere in... Vi-
0: Fincher's top 10, probably. But anyway, oh, irregardless, irregardless, it started out as an origin story for Facebook. And as Zuckerberg goes in front of Congress and sells our data and rigs elections, it becomes a villain origin story for Zuckerberg, and it's amazing. Hmm. Anyway, there's a line in that movie that reminds me of this par- of your, your AMC thing, which is when the, the Winklevoss twins are complaining to the president of Harvard, who was actually Larry Summers, and I think he was in the Obama administration, kind of a crooked guy at the, time. not a great. dude. He was dude. in the deep state. So, um, oh, and by the way, also not a great dude was Army Hammer, who played the Winklevoss twins. Not a great
1: dude, Army Hammer. You're referring to the actual sex cannibal Army Hammer? Yeah, I think not Correct. a great dude yeah. is a good way to say that. In the same way that Hannibal <laughs> Lecter. Yeah. Was not a great dude. Not a great dude.
0: So, in the movie, Larry Summers is hearing them complain about this, and he says, hey, secretary. And the secretary's like, yes. And he goes, punch me in the face. Continue. And he's just like, punch me in the face. And then he looks back at them like, I, this is so stupid. Punch me in the face. I'll, I will do that for you. Okay, so... <laughs> AMC, all of these other niche things they start rolling out now, Net, but Netflix saw this shit coming and they're ramped up. They're ready yep. to go. They've got things like uh, Outer Banks coming. They, like, uh, Stranger Things is probably their greatest contribution. The, or the first one, the first one, speaking of not great dudes, was House of Cards set in Washington, D.C., where you call home now, which was excellente for the first couple yep. seasons. Incredible stuff. They're winning awards. They're casting A-list actors. All of a sudden, movies are starting to lose, actors and writers to Netflix. And... Their subscribership goes up and up and up. They're they're sneakily making it a little bit more expensive, but they know in the early days, people are sharing passwords. They know to the point that they give people profiles. They track your device. You got to do double factor authentication so they know that it's you, but they're like, yeah, here are five profiles. And they're like, yeah, whatever. In fact, speaking of old tweets, Netflix had an old tweet, I think in 2019, that said, love is sharing a password on Valentine's Day oof how the Not how great. the turntables how the turntables indeed so then in latin america in 2022 they're like yeah password sharing's dead and they know how to do that they can turn that stuff off they can make it more annoying for people whatever early 2023 they roll out an ad supported version which makes it cheaper hulu tried this it was a goddamn motherfucking disaster people were like ads streaming kill yourself yeah that,
1: i mean that's no. just it's point. Like, like, part of the deal with streaming was that it was supposed to replace cable television the idea that you could mm-hmm. watch something on your time when you want to like you pay a f- flat fee up front you get your content and then you can just mind your own business as opposed to having to like schedule your day out and building a bunch of extra time for nonsense ads that you don't want to see get bombarded with commercial this and buy that blah, 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 blah. It was nonsense. And now we're just at that point again, except that instead of paying for a mm, cable company, yes, instead of paying cable. for cable town, we're paying for the product directly and uh, we're getting ads. I mean, there's ads yeah. supported versus like, that's just cable, man. So it, it's just and, and I don't, I don't know what yeah. the consumer does to, to get out of that other than just like not paying for it. But there's this delicate balance of like, well, if I don't get it, then I don't get to watch my show.
0: So what do I right. do? So now there's all this competition, which is this, the, the part of competition that's funny is that for the most part, all of the competition sucks. Yeah. Hulu is by far the closest, but then you've got Apple has a streaming service. Amazon Prime does some of their own original content. So you got Prime, Apple, Disney, Disney slash Hulu, Peacock, Paramount, niche stuff like Discovery at AMC, and the OG at this the person who was really playing chess 25 years ago home box office home box office home box office. they're like oh original content that's dope with no commercials tell me more about that idea i have the top seven tv shows of all time yeah, it's
1: well that's not necessarily true they do have Close. so according to imdb mm-hmm. this list of well the top 100 watch shows of all time this is actually an article from 2019 so i'm i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna reel that back yeah. in
0: but I, Wednesday, I think, is quite close. But uh,
1: so Wednesday is breaking a lot of records. Yeah, Wednesday is ultra popular. Uh, but at the time of this article, Game of Thrones, which had just ended in 2019, was the top stream show of all time. Like more people had mm. watched that than any other show. Number two was Stranger Things, yeah. though. So.
0: Yeah, so that's most watched. But here's an interesting thing that I think HBO, they had a different business model, which maybe screwed them, maybe didn't. But it was brilliant at the time, which was they don't, because it was subscription and they were competing with cable, which was bundled and all of that bullshit that DirecTV, Dish, and all those other companies screwed us for decades. HBO was a subscription situation. So they're like, we don't care about ratings. We don't, we never will. What we care about is the New York times and the LA times and time magazine, all the other times we care about conversations. We care about quality. They, their first three or four shows changed the history of storytelling in the English language. Oz the first, like one of their first big shows about the prison and then the Sopranos came out, which was like revolutionary. Oh my God. The wire, the guy, uh, David Simon, who I think it's David Simon, who wrote the wire. He won the MacArthur genius grant is probably going to win a, a Nobel prize for literature. Like they changed sex in the city was one of the most important moments in, 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 in feminism culture ever yeah. they changed everything they were doing this in the
1: 90s yeah really really remarkable stuff and you know i i, I gotta admit like this is where my my lack of culture personally is uh, is, is gonna <laughs> yeah. come to bear for years I, I thought oh hbo that's for boxing like is there's a pay-per-view <laughs> yeah. match
0: like well that's because of our abuelo <laughs> abuelo watched friday night fights yeah he, he watched boxing yeah he, well he fell asleep <laughs> Boxing. yeah was he off. was he took his he took
1: <laughs> his pre-sleep nap during the boxing match yeah and every once in a while yeah, a cousin yeah, from yeah. vegas would come to town and Raymond, place bets. Mm-hmm. We'll, right. Al- well, and Alfred. Alfred is yeah. the
0: one. Alfred, man. Yeah. Shout outs to shout us to that side of the
1: family. We, it, we it's it's been a long time.
0: Right, it has been. a long, Yeah, but um, our cousin, one of their daughters, is getting yeah. married in Labor yeah, Day. We'll, we'll go know, to that. It's I mean, fun. maybe we'll record in Vegas. If you think that's not circled on the calendar,
1: and like and like, you know, I've been rewatching Sister does. Wives. So they blur out all the show. <laughs> yeah, they, they blur yeah, out yeah. all the information. Like it's it's the funniest thing in the world. They got like all these like Pensky trucks and stuff, and they just like taped over the word Penske. It's like oh, gee whiz. I wonder what this
0: movie. is. Oh yeah, be. because Pensky's like do not associate us. Yeah, like they they bitch. got
1: they got some kind of like rules and restrictions, but uh, they they always black out the the street sign of their old cul-de-sac in Las Vegas. Obviously, they don't live there anymore. They've all uh, they they've, they've scattered now. to the wind because uh, Cody Brown really blew a three wife lead. But uh, when <laughs> they lived in in Vegas.
0: That was the funniest tweet you've ever had in the history of the absolutely.
1: world. Absolutely, and uh,
0: it, I cannot believe that didn't go viral. It is absolutely Well, bullshit. it got the
1: same amount of traction as literally every all, uh, every one of my tweets, which is to say,
0: not a single interaction. No, don't follow us on Twitter. We're terrible. No, follows. no, we could we, we never, couldn't be any worse.
1: It. Like, please do not do that. You to find yourself. us on
0: Twitter to DM us to tell us to get our shit together, but don't follow. Yeah, us. Yeah,
1: it's it's, it's not worth your time. It don't 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 literally ignore us isn't. for us. Do it for you, Player Three.
0: Okay. So HBO, Sex and the City, Sopranos, The Wire, Oz, they, they, they just roll the landscape. Six Feet Under, Game of Thrones. They're doing it now with Succession. Like, that's the TV show. They're doing it again with The Last of Us is apparently the greatest thing anybody's ever yep. seen. Are you, they, catching, are you not watching The Last of their, Us? I actually, so here's, my, here's the deal with The Last of Us. I'm not going to not watch it. I, I need to sit down with a couple of drinks, and I, I got go to go through at least three or four. Well, like I am a Sunday afternoon binger.
1: Well, so the Stranger Things knows that the NFL is still king and they are releasing mm-hmm. the Stranger Things. The Last of Us knows that the yes, Super the Bowl is is going to take precedence. So normally they release their oh, episodes wow. at 9 p.m. on Sundays. Uh, this time okay. they're they're releasing the episode actually on Friday. So they're releasing their fifth episode in the series. I saw
0: that, which is a hezy hey. They, they pulled a little like a little head fake. Well, there. and
1: it's because they don't want to try to compete with the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Uh, but th- they're doing everybody a favor because the show is just awesome. I mean, trying to make people decide, you, on, like between watching the Super Bowl or like staying up to date on the last was like it's it's really really good stuff.
0: Do you want to know how good HBO is and how big a deal Game of Thrones is? This is a fact, and I heard it from the fucking horse's mouth. I have I can re- do some original reporting here. Do you want to hear a little sum sum?
1: We're breaking
0: this news story for the first time. I've told other people privately. I've never put it on the internet. I met a. I have done some light acting. Don't Google it's inc- it.
1: Yeah, you guys, it's incredible. So this, 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 this is a true story. I'm actually a
0: little talented. I'm, gonna, I'm, not, super talented. I'm, gonna, I'm not super talented. I'm
1: gonna. I'm gonna interrupt <laughs> this because I gotta tell this story. I could okay. not believe this. So right. th- th- I was. We were like what? Late college, maybe. Uh, yeah. and you were, yeah. I think you were living in Philadelphia at the time and had gotten into this yeah. light acting and like, you sent a YouTube video out of like, oh yeah, here's me in a commercial. Like, this is really great. And then you were like doing some other stuff. And I swear to God, I was flying home. I think, uh, I was on an airplane with the TV screens on the backs of the plane. It was automatically like showing mm-hmm. ads. And I took a little nap, but I, I don't like, I don't like to watch movies on the planes. I just feel weird about that. So like I either read or snooze yeah. or listen to music or whatever. Uh, and I swear to God, I woke up from a nap looked at the television yeah. and it was like some like sad like commercial about like I think it was like it was a depression medication. It was, a, yeah. it
0: was it was a it was a it was a flu vaccine that seniors yeah, take.
1: okay so it was it was like some sad medicine thing. Again I was not listening to it. And there's this motherfucker on the screen rolling by on a bicycle. I swear to God mm-hmm. he's just like in the background of the shot. He was not the main character of the shot. He was in the background of this commercial I could not believe it. But then when it cycled around again I was like holy shit I know this guy. In this low level, I got paid twelve
0: hundred dollars. That's that.
1: a, it, that's unbelievable. That's more money than you've gotten uh, paid anyways, for so honest I'm, work in the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> anyway, so I'm on the set for a, a a a. I'm not gonna even get. I'm not gonna snitch on anybody. It was an HBO production. at in a roundabout way, and there's a producer there that's like, yeah, the reason that Game of Thrones is in the spring is because the NFL paid him or is like sneaking him some money to not put it in the fall. Really. And I heard the number. I'm not going to report it here because I'm scared. But <laughs> oh, we're, is... oh, we're going to break
1: the news story until we start to think about the consequences of breaking a news so story. So how,
0: how would I put this? It's like um, the second phrase of it is like, not with a this letter, but with a that letter. Are you kidding? Because everyone is very much like, I am a diehard football fan.
1: It, well, and then like...
0: Game of Thrones season eight was such an epic anticipated thing. It obliterates Sunday Night Football. Obliterates it. It would not have been close. Well,
1: because Game of Thrones is like, I, I've I think I, I've said this on the show before. Sure. I I don't understand what it is about sports that doesn't just immediately draw a widespread fantasy based audience because it has yeah. all the things you want. It has made up, yeah. phony like team names and stuff. It has like like false mythos about like legends and heroes and whatever. It has bright-colored costumes. It has choreography. It has pageantry. There's narratives and backstories leading into all this stuff. And at the end of the day, it is people playing a game with made-up rules.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you to the point. So the only thing, in a weird way, the the thing I'll say that actually I think sucks the most is American pro sports. American college sports, for what you're saying, like on, on board 100%, international sports when iceland is doing the viking child the skull the actual not what the minnesota vikings do but when iceland is in the euros doing skull what any new zealand team does anything and they do i forget the name of the dance i don't want to butcher it be racist but with the, the the haka dance yes when they do that shit in the rugby you're like i have literal chills that dance has been done for thousands of years i can tell these are like this is and they're going to go play a game like it's really i agree with you it's really cool anyway so that happened that's how good hbo is wow. right so hbo is the og of streaming. I watched HBO Go. I binged Entourage. It was a really dark time in my life in college. But I don't to talk about it. I think it's really good. Hug it out. Hug <laughs> it <get> out, bro. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> I could tell Michael was watching Entourage. Me too. So now Netflix is so successful. The pandemic comes and Netflix is like, our shit's free. HBO is like, our shit's free. Please stay home, which is amazing. The pandemic, one of the beautiful things of the pandemic is it shows that at least for six weeks, humanity can unite a little bit in not a bad way and everyone's scared like we can do this we can stay at home and we can watch TV and it was awesome but then they super duper saturated the market that was the apex of Netflix that was the most famous show in the history of Netflix in my opinion this is not statistically the most watched but it is the one where everyone can remember oh yeah are you ready i know exactly what you're going to say king. yep the tiger, tiger, tiger king, king. I, was the t- meeting, king. The I was in a meeting i was in a
1: meeting at my real job Last week, and somebody made
0: a Tiger King mm-hmm. reference. Like, man, mm-hmm. what, what the fuck year is it? We were all, it was very much togetherness. But Netflix reported in 2021 that they were losing somewhere between six to eight billion dollars a year. Crazy. From password sharing. Billion. And now they're like, whatever, our subscribers are going up and up and up, but you can do math. We're like, especially with the pandemic and not to make a crash joke, but more people are dying than are being born for the first time in like the past 10 years or so. Right, So people are dying and they're not being born. Like We don't have any subscribers. Password sharing has got to stop. So they float this out there in 2021 and the entire world is like, we'll kill you. Well, well here's the thing. I, 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 I saw this take somewhere
1: and it, it stuck with me. Netflix okay. saying they were losing money on password sharing is a bullshit premise. They cannot have been losing money on password sharing. And here's the reason. Oh, this is good. They gave customers passwords. In return, the customers paid them money. That's an exchange of a product for a service. What the customer does with that password is nobody's business but the customer's because oh. it's it's the responsibility of the customer to be discerning when to share or not share passwords. If like what Google doesn't say like, oh my God, we're losing all this money from password sharing. Like no, people are responsible with their passwords. So when I pay the company for the product, I can use that product however I want to. So the company isn't losing money. What they're doing is hypothetically making up a scenario it, wherein instead of what if, my decision to share my password didn't reach another customer. And that person in turn bought a password from Netflix. So they're saying in hypothetical sales, if we were better at selling our product, we could have had this much money. They didn't lose shit. They missed out on sales because they made the decision to exchange one password for money and let me do with that password as I please.
0: Wow. What a take. And to be honest with you, I think, if you ever heard one of the most annoying phrases in American culture which is uh socially liberal fiscally conservative (laughs) the fiscally conservative part of me is like yeah fuck off that's That's my password i'm paying for the goddamn password fuck you so
1: like when 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 netflix makes up like they made up the term password sharing so when they make up terms like password sharing what they're doing is they're equivocating the password the right to log in with the privilege of like streaming the product and like yeah. those two things are connected. The, the password is necessary, but at the end of the day, like I'm paying for the login for this, and what I do with that is my yeah. decision. With all of the and and that I guess that's like that. That's one of the things that's that that's the nature of streaming. Because I wouldn't give my passwords away to like my bank accounts. I'm not going to share my pins with anybody. I'm not going to share the password to my email account because that's how I want to secure it. That's the nature of the thing that I'm trying to secure with the password. But the login is basically a passphrase like trying to get into a bar where like if I know the secret, I can get into the bar and it doesn't matter how I learned it. So like the passwords here are, are not equivalent and Netflix is using that because they say like here's an opportunity but if we sell it to people like we wish we sold more Passwords. What we can do is turn it around and say, like, well, we've given you a long enough leash, and it's time to rein it in. That's bullshit. What they're trying to do is change wow. the model and make it seem like they're—I don't know. Uh, It's—it's wow. it, like—and—and it, and this does remind me of, of like the way that we've we talked about pro- uh, products like uh, Uber. And uh, a lot of, like, the Silicon mm-hmm. Valley uh, angel investor, like, millennial lifestyle subsidies where, like, everything used to be cheaper five years ago. And that's because they were taking on a huge loss for a long period of time. Like, well, this reminds me of that, where it's like, okay, now the now the, the game has changed, and it's time for us to, like, start making more money where we could see more money. But at the end of the day, like, they gave the password. We paid the product. paid the price for it. And they're just changing their, like, they're just changing the menu, basically.
0: Yeah, so... I what a socially liberal, fiscally conservative. I am so. (laughs) I'm on board. I think
1: of that guy. uh, What was the guy's name uh, in Thirty Rock? Dennis. Uh,
0: Dennis. uh, Socially conservative, fiscally liberal. That's (laughs) Dennis. (laughs) What a great character. Tina Fey is on another planet for writing, which writing is about to be more important than ever. We will get to that in a minute. Um, I'll get to that in a minute. So, um, that's what it's called you call a cliffhanger. Or writer. I agree with that take. That take is amazing. It's like, what am I paying for? Am I paying for me to have access to Netflix, or I'm paying to have access to Netflix? And if you want me to verify, so I have some nightmare situations here on oh the uh, the old the hunky-dory, the old the ticky-talky. These these reading glasses, which I need, are from CVS, and they're breaking, so that's really cool.
1: They look exactly like, uh, I know you're not uh, into Dungeons & Dragons, but they look exactly <laughs> like the glasses that uh, this guy named Talison wears when uh, on, is on the Taliesin show the man telson is a man. Is uh, man yeah he's got in this this season this campaign he's got a, a sick uh dark like saturated fuchsia purple mohawk and uh he's like yeah so
0: everybody ever there, there's something going on right now and i have to talk to you about this just really quick i feel so i just watched on netflix the um there's a cooking show but it's a cocktail making show and I have oh, yeah, so the cocktail making competition is amazing because I like watching them do it. I like talking about drinks. I got, I got into douchey cocktails during the pandemic. I can make a bunch now. Here's a Boulevardier, my favorite. They make shit that if I, if I ever paid for that and got it at a bar, I would be pissed. I'd be like, I don't want this. <laughs> no, but I love watching it. <laughs> Take number two is there is a trend right now among people who are cool where they essentially go to a hairdresser or a salon or a barber and they say, one, fuck me up. Two, make it some kind of red. Uh, Tell me why. They just do. Like, you just said this fuchsia color. Kind of, that guy was like, hey, fuck me up. Make it red. There's a
1: whole subreddit out there. There's a whole, there's there a whole thing. By the way, we we're, we're, we're are available on Reddit.
0: Reddit.com slash horror slash Game Theory Pod. Uh, shout out to John. Just For those of you watching the show on YouTube, my glasses just fucking broke, which is awesome. So I'll, uh, well, uh, keep, I, I need my, I need keep, my monocle Keep back. fucking with them. Okay, pay <laughs> attention to the Netflix horror show. I really I look like him. Yeah, you do. You, okay. you need to be so, lean,
1: leaning back a little bit farther.
0: So Netflix is going to make you log into your home Wi-Fi at least once every 31 days on your devices to make them, quote, trusted devices that Netflix will then leave unblocked. However, if your Netflix device seems not trusted, they will block it. And if it is blocked incorrectly, which is a permanent state, you will have to contact Netflix in order to get it unblocked. How would you contact Tech Netflix? They want you to fucking call them. That's ridiculous. That's criminal. To unblock your device that was blocked incorrectly by their bullshit.
1: Well, so, how old is that information that you're reading? Because I think that... About two weeks. Okay. Okay. So here's the deal on this. Did you know this? Well, I have yeah, I have an update uh, also. Yeah, okay, well you share your update cuz I don't want to I don't want to
0: My update is that they were rolling this shit out and then everyone was like, "Oh, this is what's going to happen." And they're like, "Oh, no, no, no. That was a soft launch. We were we were just I don't know what that is. That got leaked. That's incorrect." We
1: did an oopsie. So what they what they did <laughs> was they rolled out this stupid bullshit that everybody recognizes mm-hmm. like this thir- every 31 days you got to log in from the same trusted device and do this shit with like calling them to unlock you Nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Anybody can recognize that that is patently ridiculous. So Netflix, trying to do damage control, said, oh, that was posted by mistake. So what their, what their line was, the streaming service said, guidelines being trialed in Chile, Peru, and Costa Rica. Latin America, yep. we said. Mm-hmm. Those guidelines were posted by accident. Across the entire world, uh, the worldwide uh, Netflix help page, so that people could figure out how to do password sharing. This, so, oh, sorry, we're we're rectifying that mistake now. We didn't mean for everybody to see it, uh, and and everybody yeah. can recognize that as also obvious bullshit. Uh, where they, some, somewhere up in their damage control department, they decided the best thing to do was just lie about it. Uh, what they like when when, you, you, like the, the number one reason people lie about stuff. Is to avoid consequences, and the consequence here would be like, well, people are just going to cancel their shit. It's it's no longer yeah. because when while Netflix was playing chess, while everybody else is playing checkers years ago, the situation has changed. They blundered. I mean, you can
0: you can't they have really blunder. Yes, they the... they
1: absolutely have blundered to bring it around to a chess term.
0: They fumbled the bag, as so they they, they fumbled
1: say, the bag. The and the the way they did that was, I think, you know, I, I mean, financial decisions aside, like we're not discussing the finances of, of Netflix. We're just talking about like the content. They don't have the same caliber of content that's like a real lightning strike like they once did. They have Mm. a lot of really popular series. Stranger Things is still really popular, but Mm. all you have is sequels of Stranger Things. Wednesday, yeah, really phenomenally popular. But I'll tell you what, it's not the same kind of content that you can get with like an HBO It's not like the office. It's not really like capturing that magic. When
0: HBO when HBO gets their pitch, and this is a baseball metaphor, excuse me for those of you that don't understand baseball metaphors. metaphors. What what getting your pitch means, what getting your pitch means is as a hitter, there are one or two pitches that you like to see. And if you see someone throw a curveball down the middle or you throw like a fastball up and in and you're like, yup. I'm sending this one four hundred feet over the fence. When HBO sees a script that's like a murder mystery or like a fantasy drama, they're like gone. Absolutely. Murdered, Absolutely. They knock it
1: out of the park obliterated. every single day.
0: So and it is like award-winning, earth-shattering yes. shit. Yes,
1: and it, that looks likely to continue with shows like The Last of Us. So Netflix no longer has the trump card of like, well, at the end of the day, people are going to come to us because this is the only place they can see the really good stuff. Uh, people have seen a lot of the really good stuff, but the reality is like, they're likely to just move somewhere else. Uh, in fact, there's this uh, th- There's a site called... Uh, oh, shoot, I just closed the window. Uh no. Yeah, no, um, let, let me let me see if I can find no. it again because there's evidence that suggests like oh okay, it's called seekingalpha, seekingalpha.com. It's uh, I love uh, seekingalpha.
0: Yeah. That that's a there are a trusted source in stock market tips yep. So,
1: an article from right. yesterday uh, says yeah. that survey shows 62% of Netflix password sharing users, which is basically everybody, 62% of Netflix users would stop using the service. So, yeah. When you're going to lose even more of the customers that you already are losing, and that you already can't get more of because you saturated the market, because you made a dumbass decision, what you do is say, "Whoops, we didn't mean to make that decision, so we'll just go ahead and roll it back." And you know, fortunately for them, I think, uh, at least at least in the U.S., like I don't remember the last time I had a conversation about Chile. I don't remember the last time I had a conversation outside the World Cup where I talked about Costa Rica, Peru. Same story. <sighs> so like to them like
0: that World Cup one was super mean. I get it. I yeah, I'm yeah, right there with sorry. you. Super that, mean for us Americans I don't know what out
1: to there. Tell them. But at, <laughs> I think they can get away with it in Latin America because people are like, well, you know, if you can roll yeah. this out in Latin America. That's not really an outrage. Like, I'm not going to.
0: It's kind of racist, to be honest with you. They're scared of the rich white people in yeah, America. A
1: little bit, yeah. So, like, the average, yeah. the average American is not going to say, like, oh, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand in solidarity with the people of Peru with this unjust Netflix pass. Like, no, they can get away with that kind of shit in Latin America because if those users quit, it's not the same market size as the United States. It's not the same market size yeah. as like the European market. So the reality is they can kind of get away with this like soft launch, see how that goes. And then if it, if they think it works, then they can try it in the broader market. Uh, what happened right. here was they made this, made up this bullshit about like, Oh, we accidentally posted this in somewhere else. So it's a far flung place, America. Don't worry about it. Please don't be mad at us. We didn't mean to. And I don't know if they're going to lose users anyway. I don't know what the ultimate like password shakedown is going to be. Uh, apparently, like they're they're soft rolling out password sharing restrictions anyway. But I don't know if they're going to be exactly the same as the ones that went out on the website that are currently in place in Chile, Peru, yeah. and Costa Rica. Yeah. But yeah. the point is that they stand to lose a lot because they just don't have. They, they don't have the, the Trump card anymore of like, this is where you go to get the best content. This is where you go to get all the movies. In fact, there's even jokes online about like, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, uh, you see memes all over the place about, like, uh, when you're searching Netflix for a movie, and Netflix is like, oh, yeah, well our auto-suggest says, you want to watch this movie. And I'm like, you got it? And they said, no. Well, we have, like, 300 movies that are knockoffs and
0: are nothing like it, but uh, you can watch one of them. <laughs> yeah, they did. That has been a thing for a long time. It's like, oh, are, you, you searched for this awesome movie? No, we don't have it, but this one's kind of not really close to it, but similar, I yeah. guess. So, so
1: yeah. I mean, even the jokes are there where it's like, this just isn't, it, it isn't the, like, Panacea for entertainment that it used to be. So now no. they are. I, I think they're in a, between a rock and a hard place, and like them yeah. continuing to uh, walk this this bullshit back of like oh password. So sharing. I have a so, I have
0: a, no yeah. So no, they 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 are in a rock and hard place. And for those of you business people who have stuck with us through at least uh, I don't know fifty minutes of this podcast, it's a very simple. Uh, old business proposition and I learned this one one time I used to call uh high school sports in um basketball and football do the play-by-play it was one of honestly play-by-play is one of the most the of games, play-by-play games. Bridger valley sports Bridger valley sports yeah i um and i did a bunch of i was the first person to ever broadcast a, a live stream a video game and for football game for wyoming and or for the, the wyoming high school i did the state championships i love it play-by-play is great because you get to be a part of it you do it for the kids their grandparents whoever can't be i want to give awesome. it, i want to give a
1: quick shout out to this uh because yeah uh, I have been watching, yeah. I watched for the last two weeks. I watched uh, green river boys and girls games against star Valley. I watched green river boys and girls games mm-hmm. against rock Springs, uh, huge yeah, shout Eric out to the Polly. radio network, Keith Trujillo and Eric Polly. Uh, I have to, I, Eric, if er, Eric, Keith Trujillo is doing yeah, the game. I think, I think Keith was doing like Shut the rock up. Springs cut of it. Cause I saw the radio network posted like two different links and I, I, I couldn't yeah. quite figure out what the difference was, but Keith was calling one of them and Eric was calling the other of them. Oh, and so man. they, they must be doing the audio for like, uh,
0: Keith used to message me and ask what he could do. And I was like, do you just get better? And just this beg, just keep begging. I can't do anything for you, but good for him. I'd love to yeah, hear and, that. And
1: they're, they're both awesome. And, uh, they, yeah. Oh, Eric, Both, the both the productions. Yeah. They, they must be doing it for like, Eric must be on like KUGR and Keith must be on KZWB mm, or something.
0: Yeah. And shouts, shouts to whoever taught Eric every
1: fucking thing he knows <laughs> well, about uh, sports. Uh, when they, here, here's the thing, Eric, Keith, if you guys are listening, um, I don't know what the deal is with the camera operator. But every single possession is different. I never know what to expect term, in terms of like love what that. percentage <laughs> of the court I'm gonna see when you like turn the camera. Uh, I love that it's active. Love it that it follows the play. But you know, I don't always need to see people picking through their kids' nachos. I want to watch the possession. I that's want to be funny. able to see half court. So that's uh, please. Uh, so I used to do that. Yeah.
0: And you know. <laughs> and it's amazing. It was one of the greatest things of all time that I've ever did. But I, when I got, I was sick one time doing a tournament. And it was amazing because in these tiny little towns in Wyoming, you're like, okay, well, where's the regional tournament? I got so lucky. Back to back years. And it was being from Wyoming. You'll get how cool this was. 3A in the West is Star Valley, Jackson, Cody, Lyman, Mountain View, and like Lander, Riverton. By the way, that's else. no longer true. Back to back years. Back-to-back years, regional tournament was in Jackson and that's awesome. awesome. That's so sick. But the Jackson trip, I got the blue. i was so sick. I was gonna kill myself. It was awful. So I would do the game, and they had games because Lyman was really Lyman good was that good. year. I had to do the game at like 9 p.m. So I was just sick, and I learned about a show called Bar Rescue, and I learned an important. <laughs> I learned an important business thing, an important thing that's of business. The dumbest and I show in the world. This was season one and two. It was dope season one and two. It became crazy. Bar Rescue season one and two was awesome. And I learned that you do want regulars. You do. But if your regulars suck, fuck them. Get new regulars. And what Netflix is in right now is that exact situation. Nobody in the world is going to be brand loyal to Netflix. No one. When Game of Thrones was coming out, I I told Kim, I was like, if I had to choose, I'm choosing an HBO because of at least Game of Thrones and The Wire and they'll figure the rest out. But Netflix has nothing like that. Nothing. Stranger Things, I'm going to get into it eventually. If I... Stick yeah, I with guess Netflix we'll if I have Netflix and I, I got to get around to it and I watch House of Cards Wednesday I thought Wednesday was a great fun show Wednesday the character was garbage she sucked she was mean hot girl she was awful high school sucks I hated I, her I think, she was the I, worst okay
1: I, hot take I think part of the reason Wednesday is so popular is because that chic is like what's in right now you remember hot girl summer was yeah. a few years ago and then remember mm-hmm. uh, hot boy summer where like they came out with the romp hymns like that mm-hmm. like the the yes. trendy vibe is like oh my god i'm going to be really spooky now and like you're just yeah, you're no. just hot wearing dark clothes
0: so all of the, all the millennials is like, oh, this is just a hot girl going through a goth phase. No, she sucked. I went to high school, high school with her. She's, yeah,
1: absolutely. Yes. So, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm totally on board with you because like the brand loyalty does not exist. In fact, I would say that, like there's open animosity is the consensus view of, of, of Netflix right now. And it's like, look, man, I mean, there's, there's nothing keeping me here. Like, well, shit, I'll, you know, I'll say 15 bucks a month. Maybe I'll, uh, I, yeah. I, I don't know, maybe I'll order out when I'm watching my HBO Max shows.
0: No question, Chris. So let's talk about... I kind of want to talk about how you see the future of streaming because I, I have a, I have an interest... And I t- said we would circle back to the writing thing. And I, I kind of have an interesting take because I... Well, at Ole Miss, and again, I'm such a cliche. Yep. I, for a, for a while, thought I would would try to be a, a novelist or whatever. And I had some really great advice from a mentor. And I do have some natural talent as a mm, writer. And he told me it's going to take many, many years. To stop. Yeah, well, he he kind of. <laughs> he was like, you could... What well, do you want to know? He And this is, a, I'm not going to mention names because he's actually yeah, kind of know. famous. And uh, in the writing, in the writing circles, and he was a professor and a mentor. And he was like, you, there are things that you do that is a professional level, but the things that you don't do at a professional level is going to take a long time to learn and you'll get there, but it's not going to be a pleasant thing for you. I think that you should try to write this other way, which he suggested plays and screenplays. And I, I you know, we were at Ole Miss, which is not a place to do that. And I'm trying to teach myself and maybe I'll dabble in that. We'll see what happens. Um, the things that I'm really good at are dialogue. I'm really good at inventing voices for other people. But you know, language and literature. He's like, yeah, it's going to take you a yeah, while. Not a lot of people realize so, that
1: you are actually playing a
0: character on the show for 58 episodes now. Correct. Correct. Fifty. But yeah, that's exactly that's exactly right. So, um, but in that time, everyone's like, you know, like writers or are whatever. But what I'm what I'm starting to understand is that writers are are about to be more popular than they've ever been. For TV specifically. So, you and I, I am a Tina Fey Stan. Huge. I am an Aaron Sorkin Stan. I am a, I actually don't, I'm about to learn his name, I promise. (laughs) Which is like me (laughs) disproving my point. The guy that wrote Glass Onion, I love that guy. Glass Onion and Ryan Johnson. Movies are great. Ryan Johnson. So, Glass Onion, as a writer. I don't know. I think he wrote and directed them both. So, I think that Glass Onion was rushed, but he's got a, 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 a series on Peacock called Poker Face, and I watched the first two episodes, and it is amazing. So,
1: peek behind the curtain. Uh, the reason I was a little bit late to start this recording tonight was because I was watching an episode of Poker Face.
0: It, how far? I episode. just got through the first two. Uh, we
1: just watched the third episode. Really entertaining stuff. Really? So, okay. It's awesome.
0: Well, and it is brilliant, yeah, and Peacock is great because it Peacock is baseline free with ads, and I'm like, you know what? Touche. Great trade. Fine, fine yep. with me. I'll take that. Fine with me. So it, guys like him, Aaron Sorkin, Tina Fey. If Tina Fey writes a show, I'm watching it. Who is it? Then is I'm it Phoebe Bridger or Phoebe Waller-Bridge's Phoebe something? Oh yeah, she. Um, let me Google that real quick because I think Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She no,
1: she's an actress, but also is. Am I? Is that the right person?
0: Who are you thinking Phoebe of? What, she, is she at? also a writer? I, jo- yeah, I joke with cool. friends of mine that I always mix up Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Phoebe Bridgers. Oh, is this the Fleabag yes. Girl? Yeah, so I think she's, a, she's partially a writer on that yeah. for sure.
1: Well, whatever the case is, uh, yeah, like writers are, are kind of having a moment, it seems.
0: Yeah, so that's... And the, the, it's, it's long been said that film is a director's medium, TV is a writer's medium, and you can tell. So if you want to adjust for which streaming platform you should watch, it's the one that's got the best writing and the best acting. And Netflix, you'll notice, has neither.
1: Yeah, I... I I couldn't really tell. And, like, a lot of the stuff that comes out on Netflix, like, it feels so overproduced, but there's nothing really remarkable or high quality about, like, they never have, like, star-studded casts. The writing is always, like, pretty generic. Like, everything they do is, like, genre generica. Like, uh, give you an example, 1899. That's an interesting show, sci-fi thriller. And people, kind it's of like show. that got
0: canceled. Immediately. Yeah, it got
1: canceled. I I don't know what the business decisions are behind that, but I, there there was like kind of a, a cult fan base. I was like, oh yeah, this could be really good. Like develop this out because it was clearly built for like sequels. Like it was anticipating follow-ons. Yeah, but I I don't know a single actor in that show. Uh, the the writing was was okay. I mean, it was it was kind of circular. The the biggest thing I think that was a draw for me at least was it was a good sci-fi vibe. It had like the kind of retro mm-hmm. tech uh um, you know it's kind of like it's interesting that you bring this show stuff.
0: up because it was a so it was set in 1899 and it was kind of I want to say a rivalry if you yeah, were going go to a third Yeah, film, I guess kind of, I
1: guess a rivalry. Some sci-fi it was like kind of stuff. Like, kind of like Westworld, kind of like The Truman Show yeah, in yeah, ways. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. So, it's interesting cuz I listened to so Barstool had a fight about this and so did I I don't want to get this incorrect. i mean vulture where like Someone made the point like that's the kind of show you'd see on HBO, but H- HBO wouldn't pull the plug. HBO asks to Netflix and HBO ask fundamentally different questions. HBO's question is, is it good? Check. It stays. Yep. Netflix is, did people watch yeah, it? Yeah, that's, and if that answered and like, which to me is like, that's chicken. Yeah, that's,
1: that's like what the, because, the distinction we made in previous episodes about like, a, like sports championships. Are you looking for the best team or are you looking for the champion? Like, are are we yes. making a good product, or are we making a product that people are seeking out and consuming? Like, those are not because those, as, those are not the same thing.
0: No, not at, because as someone who loves Game of Thrones, except for like the last season and a half or so, the first season of Game of Thrones, which was great, was not good enough for Netflix to agree in last season no, two.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: It wasn't. No, oh, it was worth that. That franchise is worth like 20. Well, billion. and if
1: if I'm stopping to think about it, I mean so you say t- TV's writer's <coughs> medium and HBO like really knocks out of the park with a lot of stuff. One of the thing, mm-hmm. like if you think about it, one of the things they have going for them is they have a lot of stuff that's based on stuff that was written before. So game of Thrones, obviously novels yes. and where did the show yes. fall apart when they ran out of source material, they had to like kind of make yes. it up on their own yep. as they stumbled to the finish mm-hmm. line. Uh, the last of us is based exactly on a video right. game, a wildly popular, the game. Uh, at the time, really revolutionary groundbreaking video game. So that content is all pretty yep. much there. Uh,
0: and the the wire guy, the Simon yeah. guy, he is an award winning journalist.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and even some of their less popular stuff, like the Watchmen. Like, so they made a Watchmen series, mm-hmm. but that's based on a movie, which is based Dude. on a, a graphic novel. So that's. Have you watched it? i uh, you seen the show. No, and I know the, I know the yeah. show is, is very I, much so. different than the movie. It's like it's a different set of Watchmen stories. But at the end of the day, that has its roots in uh, Alan. Uh, shit, I want to say Alan Rickman, but it's not him. The guy that wrote. Uh, it's he, thing. He's, he's uh, Alan something. He, he wrote a bunch of DC comics, but so like those yeah. stories are already based in excellently written or at least well enough written source material so that when you're trying to translate that to the screen, if you have people who are talented at doing that, like the great writing supplies, the quality that you
0: need. Like, I mean, you're good to go. Right, right. That's exactly right. So like what, what, and what, and they have a whole system, like take either a thing that exists or something that can be adapted and turn it into something really good. It's so like, like The Last of Us is that way. And there have been many video games that they've tried to make in a series. Most of them. Here's whoa. here's the
1: the polar opposite example. Halo sucked ass. Halo. Why sucked. did it suck? I watched one because episode. they made a completely generic space adventure story uh, with characters mm-hmm. that don't match any of the Halo plot lines. The names are the same, but the characters are completely different. Storylines that are not in any of the char- the Halo uh, like backstory. And by the way. Uh, for those of you who are not like big Halo aficionados, you might recognize that game, that title as the title of like a groundbreaking Xbox game from the 2000s with had a bunch of sequels. It's the one
0: that everybody got with with Xbox. Yeah, yeah it was that was CGI like, that was course. like the big yep. like,
1: oh my God, Xbox is here. Look what it's bringing with it.
0: It changed everything. Xbox Live, actually, Halo is one of the most important video games. I would agree time. with that.
1: Uh, but it's not, uh, yeah. it's not just limited to the video games. I mean, there have been like dozens of novels by just like sci-fi novelists, mm-hmm. like fleshing out the Halo universe. So the, it's not... Magic the Gathering yeah, too Yeah, exactly yep. the same thing. So like, it's, it, it's not that they lack source material, it's that they did a shitty job by deviating directly from the source material and writing a a space generica story and just slapping Halo skins on it. They're like, oh, what's this character's Mm -hmm. name? Oh, the same as the guy from Halo. Oh, what, What are these evil aliens called? The same as the ones from Halo. And like, that makes a shitty, boring kind of, almost like a, a, a show that insults the audience because it's so bad and it's so far off of what like expectations and hopes were, where if you stick to the source material you base it on quality vetted writing, that's been edited and reviewed and like is known to be good.
0: That's an important part. That's of this. the key. And
1: that's why, that's what I think separates HBO from yeah. all these other streaming services.
0: They're, yeah, and they're yeah, I, I agree with you, and I would say that my second one would probably be Amazon, just because their library of rent and purchasing things that tr- I trust it so much. Pretty but remarkable. Um, I guess that now that we are just rambling, and I know how podcast statistics work, so most of you have already dropped off by now. See, but lit. I, I kind of wanted to discuss one thing. I love uh, a Wheel of Time. I'm kind of having a good time with that. The Witcher is garbage, okay. but I enjoy it. Um, it would, yeah, it's whatever. So I. I came up with, and this is just my own personal thing, and I have not read, written anything of a claim. But I had great professors at Ole Miss in journalism and, and in and in fiction writing and, and and that kind of thing. Which Ole Miss is pretty good, more well renowned than at least half the. Good. I believe, At that kind of thing, yes. So, the conclusion that I came to, if I were ever to teach, which maybe one day I'll get into teaching college students. God help those students. Yeah is very simple and this this has never steered me wrong and for such a nincompoop I've made quite a bit of money and have a quite secure lifestyle in writing and podcasting and telling stories stories are about people forwards like I don't be like oh this is a sp-. nope Star Wars nope stories are about yeah,
1: people there's, there's
0: a that is wait. it if you're writing a, a a academic journal editorial it is about people you- not as idea or theme.
1: You, you and I are big fans of uh, Orson Scott Card and... Uh 100%. Yeah, so the Ender's my Game favorite. movie the, sucks. Bean is my. Yeah, pay. So he yep. he wrote all kinds of stuff, and you know, the, I think the most popular one is pro- probably his Ender's Game. But he wrote a bunch of sci-fi stories, wrote a, a bunch sure. of fantasy stories as well. Don't know if you knew that. Um, mm-hmm. So he's got a lot of different franchises. Those are trash. There's a there's a big collection that I have of uh, of his short stories, and I read this one that was really really interesting. And uh, d- to to spare you the details, it was basically like human beings discover that intelligence is the result of a viral infection and once you cure that viral mm. infection basically makes people immortal like all diseases are caused by viruses and if you cure this viral infection uh, then you live forever and you're healthy forever but you lose intelligence and you like revert back to like Cro-Magnon man. Ignorance is yeah, bliss. Yeah exactly sure. and I thought wow that's such a really interesting story like I'm really disappointed this is only like 15 or 20 pages like man that would be so awesome like let's explore this and in the notes like in this, this collection I have like he's got notes where he kind of like says like here's what I was thinking during this story or here's what the inspiration behind it and says Said, I wanted to pin down this story, but the problem was it lacked a main character. The idea is cool. Yep. The thought behind it is cool. The concept is there. He just didn't have the right main character to carry that through into a novel, and you can't write a good long extended story if it's just about an idea. So, like a lot of, I think a lot of sci-fi writing generally suffers from that, where it's like, oh man, this is such a cool concept, why, but like, why does it feel unfulfilling? Why is it falling short? This is so neat, and it's because the characters suck, or like the main character yep. just so is I, disappointing, or like the story isn't about the people; it's about the idea.
0: Fantasy, fantasy is exactly exactly that way. The you know the reason that Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones were successful, and I will tell you, it is the emotion of longing. That's, so the longing of, of Lord of the Rings. So I'm Lord not gonna, of the Rings is a fan. I'm not going to, look, look.
1: I think there's something to what you're saying. They are longing I'm, for I'm friendship. Not gonna, I'm not going to sit here and let you minimize the quality of Lord of the Rings. Down so down not,
0: down. Not, not, not the books. Not the books. The books are very intellectual. But you can feel the main character, Aragorn, longing to be in love they're all long okay. right. so it, 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 another good example of this is it, yeah i mean look at the hobbits like the four hobbits like they miss each other like that's that that's their story <clears throat> stories are about that emotion like arrival is my favorite f- the sci-fi and it is, it is really? because amy adams's character she has a situation like you can feel with her. What would you do? Stories are about her. It's not about aliens coming to Montana. It is about Amy Adams. What would you do if you have infinite understanding of time?
1: Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know if you, if you knew this that or if, if Player it. Three knows this, but that's based on a short story of the same title uh, by a guy named Ted oh. Chang. Uh, Ted Chang, yes. I think, is who's a yeah. genius. Yeah, he's genius. he's the he's the big deal. He's a
0: rare genius. Yeah. Yes, I've read the story, and like again, both of those stories they go in two different di- directions, but they are about people and this Chris um, this podcast is not about people it's about me
1: no yeah it's absolutely not about people and uh, that's why you're getting what you pay for on <laughs>
0: this player three uh, yeah and uh, I'll be honest with you Netflix six months ago I'm like yeah whatever I'll keep it and now I'm like great British baking show I Netflix don't know. if you're listening I to like this it. we'll sign a Do deal with it. you
1: anytime <laughs> Come on and do the Game Theory Anytime production. you want.
0: Spotify, Amazon, whoever wants to be exclusive with us, I will share my password with anybody who DMs me, maybe. For a fee. Maybe.